Dallas and throughout the world, it's football time in Tennessee. Milrow stands in, lets everybody get downfield, still standing. He throws into the end zone. He caught it. It's caught. It's caught by Isaiah Bond. Touchdown, Alabama. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it. it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, 40, He's got something. 50. He's got it. 40, He's got 40, it. 20. 10. He's got 5, it. zone. Touchdown, Titans. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour with your host, Drake Colley. And welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am your host, Drake Colley. And that darn intro, our new intro, sounds better every time I hear it. Gives me goosebumps. Thank you, Big Lou. You're a big part of that. You put that together. Good Monday afternoon to you. It's December 18th. And in case, spoiler alert, one week from today, the big man arrives. So He's coming to town. Better have something on the tree for the kiddies, you know. That new G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, all that good stuff going on. Uh, it is December 18th. Christmas is December 25th. Not trying to be Captain Obvious or anything, but if you hadn't done your shopping, you're getting closer and closer to getting that back up against the wall. So here we go. Uh, yesterday was throwback Sunday as far as the jerseys went. For the Tennessee Titans. Um, and I'm not sure that was such a great idea to pull those Oilers jerseys out against the Houston Texans. Well, and I, I'm not saying know, I'm I've not saying that's, say about that. I'm but. not saying that cost the Titans the game. I'm just saying the Titans were the former Houston Oilers franchise. The Adams, the the Adams family, Bud and company, got out of Houston kind of the middle of the night type thing for a better deal, better place. Left Houston, looking at Houston in their rearview mirrors as they went to Tennessee, came to Tennessee, and uh, then right here towards the end of the season, uh, you are going to play the team team that kind of took your place, the Texans in Houston. You're going to play them in Nashville, and you break out the baby blue Houston Oiler throwback jerseys. And I'm not – you know, don't – all I'm saying is, why give your opponent more fuel to be um, upset or angry at you, especially when it comes to football? I understand that, Drake, Um, and that's one of the major points that I have been ready to talk about today. Um, And especially, I know, you know, I know JJ Watt isn't listening to this to this show. We never know. Could be JJ could be Uh, one of our biggest fans. I'm sure there are some Texans fans that feel. And by the way, if you all hear this, you can call. You can call and leave us a voicemail. We do listen to them. There, the number is nine three one. 
Okay, go ahead, Big Lou. This is, you know, from from a lifelong Titans fan, been going to games my entire life, I bleed blue, right? There there has always been an argument from Texans fans saying that they own the history of the Houston Oilers, which is, you know, completely false. Okay. It's completely false. And and that's always been a mute point between Texans and Titans fans um, that the Texans deserve those uniforms and deserve the history from that team, even though they have no relationship with that team other than the city okay. that they played in. Well, whether it's true or not, they what you're saying is they kind of feel that way. They, they kind of, They kind of feel as though the history of the Houston Oilers, Warren Moon – Earl Campbell, those those type of players back in the day that played in Houston before they left Houston and came to Tennessee, those fans feel as though that part of the Houston Oilers and including their jerseys and their that 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 Oiler light blue with the red Derek old, old Derek on it and and all that type of stuff, I, I get it. And and so my question is, you've got. 16 other games, right, or 16 other weeks or 15 other weeks, whatever the deal is, to pull out those to pull out those throwback jerseys, right, Big Lou? Why do you do it? Why do you do it against the team that is from that city from the history of the old days of the Houston Oilers? To show them that those uniforms in that history belong to the Titans franchise. Okay. The Houston Oilers became the Tennessee Oilers in the late 90s and then switched to become the Tennessee Titans in in 98, I believe. Okay. There's no argument there. The Titans, I mean the Texans didn't even become a franchise until 10 10 years after the Houston Oilers left town. And all these Texans fans waiting for you know Houston to get the victory over the lowly five and eight Titans yesterday, now five and nine. You, you sound like idiots talking about give us our jerseys back, okay. and especially JJ Watt. JJ Watt came out and said that's how it should work. We should get the uniforms back. You never had the uniforms, JJ, and you left Houston the same way the team did in the late nineties. You have no argument. Okay. It just it just upsets and me. And I'll agree with and, that. And, you know, and I and I wish, you know, I really wish we would have we would have just been able to hold on there and get a victory yesterday a because we wouldn't have even been talking way. about this. We wouldn't have heard from any Texan fan in the entire country about getting their uniforms back because they have no right to ask for those uniforms, and that history belongs in Nashville now. Okay. I can I can deal with that's that. That's my that's my rant. Okay. But. There you have it. Well, yesterday the Titans lost nineteen to sixteen. In a uh, just another, the Titans figured out another way to lose a game. It's it's it's, it's yeah, pretty sure amazing. Is. I mean, I mean, you, normally there's there you know are certain scenarios how a football team can lose a game, but the Titans just keep reinventing ways to lose, and it's it's really disappointing. They lost nineteen to sixteen on a uh, on a last game in overtime. Period ending 54 yard field goal by their kicker, Kaim 
Kaimi Fairbairn. F- Fairbairn. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to get that name right. Okay. As time expired in overtime, um, you know, they the Texans come in. They don't have their rookie se- sensation quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Um, they also – let's see who else didn't they have. They started Case, 35-year-old Case Keenum and did not start Davis Mills, and that was DeMarco uh, – D'Amico Ryan's yeah. choice. He played um, well. He did. He played well. He played, other than other than played, a pick six, he played pretty well. Keenum's. This was Keenum's Case Keenum's first start since Week 18 of the 2021 season. Now he's had 65 starts total. Okay, and uh, you know after the victory, Case Keenum told uh, whoever interviewed, he said, "I am quote I am built for this." Um, and also they didn't have Nico Collins, a 1,000 yard. Uh, receiver, they didn't have Will Anderson Jr., the their first round pick out of Alabama linebacker. They also didn't have the their other starting linebacker, Blake Cashman. The Titans just had it all laid out there in front of them, and they can't get the deals the deal closed. I mean, Will Levis, he played he played okay. I mean, how do you feel? He played. He played decent, you know, until the second series of the game. The first drive of the game was was impeccable. They went eighty six yards or eighty three yards, something like that, and um, he scored on a you know a two yard rushing touchdown. Um, but other than that, yeah, he threw a pick. He didn't. He didn't look great to me. But the the thing is, you take away seven sacks out of that ball game, he probably had a decent to good game. If you take away those seven sacks and all those hurries uh, from from Houston up front, you probably come out with a victory. Yeah, if you don't take seven sacks in a football game, they absolutely. They also the the Texans also were without their starting right tackle George Fant due to injury. He did not start, did not play in the game. Um, their running back uh, De- Devin Singletary had a tw- hundred and twenty one yards rushing. Yesterday, 49 yards receiving. You know who the top rusher for the Titans was? Probably Will Levis. Will Levis. Yeah, 25. 25 yards. Yep. You know, where is where is Derrick Henry? 16 carries for nine yards. 16 carries for nine yards. Top receiver was Chris Moore. Fire Tim Kelly. Yeah. Anybody up in there, any of you people listening to me, listening to my voice that are connected with the Titans, you need to fire the offensive coordinator right yesterday. And I'm right there with you. And people people are calling for Mike Vrabel's head. Mike Vrabel has done a tremendous job other than hiring Tim Kelly. You know, he's 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 gotten off on this tangent of hiring uh, his his buddies on the coaching staff after he hired Matt LaFleur or promoted Matt LaFleur to the OC and then promoted uh, Arthur Smith to the OC. Those two worked. Now he's promoted Todd Downing and Tim Kelly. You got lucky two times. That's This is my only gripe with Mike Vrabel. You got lucky two times and you, you had and star you, offensive and coordinators. You, and you rolled craps the other two times. Right. I mean, I'm just saying. You, you know, early out. on, early on in that game yesterday, Case Keenum struggled. I mean, his first two possessions, they had a total of twenty-five yards, and he threw a pick six. And the Titans were on their way; they were up thirteen to nothing. They were up thirteen to nothing. And then, and then their defense, was, their and defense was playing great. I mean, and, and that, but after that pick six, 
the Texans went to work. Yeah, they did. Their defense was tremendous. They had three drives that ended in field goals and a fourth quarter touchdown to tie things up. Uh, You know, Nick Folk misses an extra point. Yep. I mean, like I said. That was the difference. The Titans figure out new ways to lose. It's just unbelievable. The – Right at the end of the game, the the big play that made the difference was uh, when Singletary caught the pass and went from their 20 to the Titans' 39-yard line. That was the game right there. And that was the game. I mean, that one play made the best kicker in the league. The Titans are now 5-9. and They led 13-0 at half. Yep. And that includes a pick six. Uh, and then a touchdown by Levis. Levis ran it in. Uh, Levis Levis went 17 for 26 for 199 yards. Does that sound right? Or yeah. 138? No, it was 199. Was it 199? Okay. That sounds With that an sounds interception, better. no no throwing, no passing TDs, and he had one rushing TD. The leading rusher in the ball game yesterday was the quarterback, Will Levis, with 25 yards. That is unacceptable. Amy Adams strong. That's that's unacceptable to have Derrick Henry, Ty J Spears. I don't care if you don't have Derrick Henry. I don't care if you don't have Ty J Spears. Just have a NFL quality starting running back. You could have Trent Richardson back there. I, I don't care who you got back there. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta have more yards than your damn quarterback. It's on the O line. Plain and simple. Fire Tim Kelly for Christmas. Give all all the Titans fans a present and get rid of his butt, you know, tonight, tomorrow, right now, as I'm speaking. I don't care. But do it before Christmas so we can actually feel like we received something for supporting this travesty that call themselves the Titans in Nashville, Tennessee. It's hard hard to to do. It's hard to support. It's hard to support. They had 14 first downs. The Texans had 21. Total yards, the Titans had 204. It's just... Uh, all right, this is the front porch Merry sports. Christmas Let's not talk about it anymore. I'm done with the Titans. You should You know. Do us all a favor. Get rid of Tim Kelly. Yep. This is the front porch sports radio hour. I'm Drake. Merry in Christmas, the studio baby. with Big Lou, Dr. K on the boards. We'll be right back. Should it treat me nice? The Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. 
This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Join Center of Hope for the annual New Year's Eve Mule Drop in downtown Columbia. It all starts at 8 p.m. with the amazing Emerald Empire Band. Food trucks, a beer garden, axe throwing, and a cigar lounge will all be there. Hourly countdowns and toasts will lead up to the Mule Drop at midnight. The Mule Drop is free and family-friendly. Presented by Center of Hope. Sponsored by Experience Murray and Baxter Management. No live mules will be used at this event. Season's greetings, Columbia. This is Mayor Chaz Mulder wishing you a joyous and festive holiday season on behalf of all of us at the City of Columbia. As we wrap up another remarkable year, let's come together in the true spirit of Christmas to celebrate family, community, and compassion for one another as we share kindness and goodwill with others. May your holiday be filled with warmth, laughter, and the joy of togetherness. From my family to yours, Merry Christmas, Columbia. Maka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio. With Big Lou, Dr. K on the board, and we've just been joined by Clayton the Claw Harris. As uh, Clayton, you missed the first uh, segment, and I kind of caught you up a little bit talking about the Titans and wishing that they would give all of the NFL, all of the NFL, not only just Titans fans, but all of the NFL, an early Christmas present and fire Tim. Kelly, the offensive coordinator for the Titans. I mean, am I asking too much? I don't. I don't think so. But I, that, I, I might even go a step further. But that, that's just me. I mean, well, I mean, you got to start somewhere. I, I, I don't know where. I mean, okay, tonight Monday Night Football, Philadelphia goes to Seattle. Um, they promoted Sorelli. Uh, what's the guy's name? Nick Sorelli. Is that the With coach? The Eagles? Yeah. The coach. Well, he's moved Pat Patricia into the Sirianni. Sirianni. That's Sirelli. Sirianni. He's an Italian. Something in him with an eye. I say, but he's moved Pat Patricia into the defensive coordinator spot, and he's and demoted uh, Sean Desai or Desai D E S A I, I believe, or Desai something like that. Anyway, so they've made a move uh, in house. Demoting one, promoting the other, and we're just incapable. But because of that. and because the Philadelphia Eagles at ten and three have kind of a, a porous defense. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at how they played against Dallas last week. And, and you know, if they're getting a defensive back from the Tennessee Titans, Kevin Byard, yeah, and you know he's he's not the end all of end all as far as cornerbacks go, but he's old. But he's my point is. Is the Philadelphia Eagles at ten and three, as as compared to the Titans that are at five and nine? They're making moves to get better at ten and three and improve their coaching staff, their position, and how they how their uh, offenses and defenses are coached. And the Titans are sitting up there on their hands. And was that not you? doing anything? Well, I mean, 
I mean, you know, at this point, you've been eliminated from the playoffs. Don't you think it might be better that they just just tank it all? Yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously. Well, I don't what know. do they have to gain? I mean, I, I don't, I don't think you're going to beat out Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. I definitely well, think you're not going to beat Arizona. You're not, you know. There's, yeah, there's a lot of I teams mean, that are a lot worse. Off that's than right. Titans and, and are. And I still, think we're still at like have a lot right now. And Carolina, they got to win this weekend. How about that? That was. Hey, hey. I mean, 45 cents a ticket. Miracles and nobody happen. showed up. Did you see any of the video of, of while the game was going on, the stands? No. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, I mean, man. Maybe that stadium might have been one quarter full. One quarter full. Uh, I don't know about that. It looked like an MTSU game over there. Good grief. Well, this weekend, Tua, Tua even with Tyree Kill, uh, who's on his – He'll be back. On his campaign to – break Calvin Johnson's most receiving yards in one season, which is 1,964, I believe. Um, without just took care of the Jets this weekend. The Jets are just hapless. I mean, the Jets are – They're terrible. I mean, really. I mean, that's who you're competing with for, for, for a draft spot right there. I think they're 5-8 and eight, if I'm not – 5-9 now. 5-9. and nine. The thing is, it's so weird because the Jets and the Titans last week looked so good. Titans beat the Dolphins on Monday night, and the Jets beat the Texans thirty to six, and Zach Wilson played terrific. And then, I mean, and then back just, to reality. Yeah. Hey, what about D'Amico Ryan's for Coach of the Year? I mean, he's a rookie coach at the Texans, right? I think he was a without C.J. Stroud, his sensational rookie at quarterback this past weekend. Don't forget and about rolled, Shaq. And rolls don't up forget. into Nashville. Of course, you know, to beat the five and nine Titans, you're not going to. You know, you're not going to make worldwide news. But or you're, you're but eight I'm and just six, and say, people expected you to have three wins, and you're, you know, you're you're half a game back out of the first wild card. Spot. Don't forget the about Texas, our buddy Shaq Mason that's playing for him too. The Texans are eight and six. Yeah, and they can still win the division. Yeah, they're yeah. only a game back from from Jacksonville, who's and Tennessee now goes their final game of the they're, season. What about Joe Flacco at Cleveland? I mean, he he pulled it out yesterday. Yeah, he stunk he it was up down a little seventeen bit, to seven and had thrown a couple of just horrendous interceptions and it seems like the Flacco's ride to coming back 38 year old Flacco was over and then Flacco hit Amari Cooper for a touchdown and then led a drive that included a big catch by his tight end uh, David Njoku that ended up on a go-ahead go-ahead field goal with 32 seconds left and the Browns won 20 to 17 but did you see the Hail Mary yeah, feels through. And did you see the rest of the drops that that Bears receivers had yesterday? <laughs> they played terrible. Justin Fields played great. Nobody helped him out. Darnell Mooney on this hell Mary goes to the ground, and the ball is tipped up, and he falls to the ground, and they tip it as he's on the ground, sitting on his rear end. It falls right in his lap, and he and rolls off and hits the ground, and he can't hold on to it. Good, unreal. But that would have won the ball game. Yep. Patrick Mahomes made sure yesterday at New England that they, that an offsides did not cost them as they won twenty seven to seventeen, covered the nine points. And oh by the way, Kadarius Tony, number nineteen, that cried about drop. being offsides and being called for it. Uh, another pat, another drop pass hit, hits him in the hands yesterday, and New England picks it off. Yeah, he tipped it up to him, right to him. So he's going to get cut. Well, I, I, mean, would think so. I don't see why not. Baker Mayfield for the Tampa Bay Bucks. This guy signs a $4 million deal. You know, Baker Mayfield signs a $4 million deal to play for the Tampa Bay Bucks. You know how much Case Keenum makes backup for third – he basically third-string backup for Houston. 
$18 million a year for third, third string Houston. There's no way that's right. I swear to God, I read it this morning. Well, I mean, there's a difference there. Case Keenum has been in the league for 11 years. Well, I get he, it. I mean, he, he does, I get it. 18 million is insane. But one is but starting deserve, and one is yeah, third. Is, that has to be a deal from like an original part of his deal from the Texans. I mean, that's outrageous. Because this is the second time I he's mean, been with them. The Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield at the helm are 7-7, seven and seven, and they're – they're in the NFC South race. I, tell you say, I mean, they're in there. Let me say something as bad about, as the NFC South about is. About Baker real quick. He threw four touchdowns yesterday at 381 yards. That's the first visiting quarterback in Lambeau Field to have a perfect passer rating in the history of that stadium, 158.3. I did not, I did not know that. Isn't that insane? Baker Mayfield, the only quarterback in NFL history to have a perfect passer rating at Lambeau Field. I, I know one thing. Visiting quarterback. There's a streak in the NFL that may be coming to an end. And what is that? Mike Tomlin's never having a losing record during a season because they have lost they, they have lost two in a row now. They lost yesterday to the Colts, and last week they lost to the Patriots. They lost three in a row. They lost to Arizona okay, three weeks ago. Three in a row. They lost to two, two and ten teams, yeah. and then lost to the Colts yesterday 30-13. to 13. They're reeling. Here, let me see. They are I'm, reeling. Let me say that's a picture, and and folks on the radio. Oh my goodness! This is a picture of the Carolina Carolina Atlanta game in Atlanta. I'm just showing it to the claws, and that's during play now. That's not that's not like after the game. There is nobody. There's nobody. Literally, there. there and and there are no. There were no highlight highlights to show from that game. I don't as, think I've ever seen as that Carolina NFL pulled State. out a nine to seven. Nine to seven thriller, huh? Yeah. Over Atlanta. And you know, I don't know who should be more ashamed, the winner or the loser. Guys, I, I just don't. You guys know how much tickets were going for before that game? All week. Tickets were going for 45 cents. I could afford that. <laughs> That's my kind of I'll take right four. There. I'll take four of them. <laughs> I've got that in my cup holder in the I wonder trunk. If I, I wonder if Amy Adams Strunk has heard that. <laughs> maybe she wants to drop her price the rest of the year. Yeah, maybe we'll that's get some, not maybe I mean, we'll you get know, some tickets sold so, here. You know, that's that, – that's what, kind of what we're, we're, we're looking at here. The NFL, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The NFL, Major League Baseball, it, probably any pro sport that you look at and dissect, you know, it's about an upper tier echelon of winners and, and teams that are, that are dedicated to win championships. Mm-hmm. And then there's everybody else. Contenders and pretenders. There's it. I, it absolutely. I well, don't. I, you know, Drake, I came in here because I wanted to hear you talk a little SEC football. Oh, we could do. Oh, we're going to do it. Be, be, do I? That's fine. We don't have to do that. You know, I think we should because I'm telling you the reaction we got in last week. People are listening. Well, man. the governor of Florida was on TV this morning. I just <laughs> happened to catch uh, the Oompa Loompa uh, himself. Ron DeSantis, the the lizard guy, lower on, you know, lower on. Yeah, he's a. I think he's the lizard man or something. I think you know. There's just seriously. Have you ever seen him kind of that that tongue kind of darts out and he <laughs> licks his lips and looks oh really goodness. and looks really kind of disheveled and I mean uneasy. Yeah, I mean, it's, right. but anyway, he was on he was on this morning, uh, and the interviewer, the guy that was interviewing him, went to University of Alabama. By the way. And uh, DeSantis brings up that he's not very happy with the, the University of Alabama. And I'm thinking, 
He said, I, you know, Alabama gets to go every year and Florida State's undefeated and they don't get to go. And, uh, you know, he's very upset about that. And I, I said, Alabama, you know, Alabama was chosen. Read they the rules, Ron. They were chosen by the committee. Well, yeah, I mean, well, look at look at look at what they have to go by. You I know, mean, injuries to star players. The bottom line matter. is, bottom line is, Ron, Florida State's not even without Jordan Travis. They're not in the top 10, 15 teams in the country, best Al- teams in the country. They might not be in the top twenty. Right Alabama, now, Tennessee would beat Florida State. Alabama. I don't would, think you guys yeah. would argue with that. Alabama would annihilate they Florida would, State. I mean, Vegas would probably have them as a three touchdown. Favorite. Nobody wants to watch Florida State without Jordan Travis. Well, if they want to blame somebody, blame Georgia in the committee last year for allowing TCU in, and we all saw a sixty-five to seven national championship. That's game right. That, that I won. Even though it I was awesome heard. that they beat Michigan, it was as an eight-point underdog. It was because because they the Michigan they, didn't have a chance to steal their steal their signals. Well, that's because Sonny Dykes changed their signs because he knew. Right. So Michigan didn't have a chance to cheat, you know. Right. And which they're not against Alabama. That's one of the reasons why Alabama's going to kick their ass. Well, I, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm telling you, when we come back from the break, we got to talk about transfer portal. There is something going on in Athens, Georgia. Seventeen players. Along with the four starting defensive secondary. Well, it's, it's happening Tennessee. all over the country. Not so, not starters, baby. We'll get into that, too. It's happening all over the country. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake with all the guys in the studio. We'll be right back. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Get ready for a shopping experience like no other at Old School Vapor. We carry a huge selection of disposables from Cato Bar, Viho, Raz, Lost Mary and Breeze. We've got it all. Enjoy a whopping 35% off your entire e-liquid purchase, 20% off everything else. Plus, discover the largest legal cannabis selection in the state. Along with a variety of Kratom, Kava, and Glass products, check us out at OldSchoolVapor.com. Rubik's Groove at the Mule House in Columbia. Rubik's Groove is your premier outside-of-the-box 80s, 90s, and aughts tribute band. Featuring a high-energy, character-driven performance, you're not going to want to miss this one. Rock, pop, hip-hop, characters, costumes, and videos. For tickets and more information, go to themulehouse.com. That's themulehouse.com. See you on New Year's Eve. Bells were beating, ringing, ringing, the glad, glad news. Oh, what a Christmas to have the blues.
Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Big Lou, Dr. K on the boards, and our special guest today, Clayton D. Claw Harris. And that was Mr. Aaron Neville for your listening pleasure here on 101.7. And we are one week away, folks, from the big man in the red suit getting busy, if you know what I'm saying. I, mean, I do, yeah. And I know all you people and you guys in here, all of y'all have done your shopping, got all the presents wrapped underneath the tree, done. Okay. Incorrect. And, okay. Incorrect. Uh, I'll tell you what's going on right now. It's the holiday season. That means the bowls, baby. The bowls are going on. And this weekend, um, there were bowls galore as the Mid-American Conference Ohio uh, in the Myrtle Beach Bowl beat Georgia Southern 41-21. Jacksonville State over Louisiana 34-31 in overtime. What Rich, Rich Rod giving Jacksonville State their first ever bowl win. That's all. I mean, you know, that was a good game. I watched that. Yeah. And I had Jacksonville State minus two and a half. It's a good, it's a good they, one. And that was a good hit. Uh, Appy State won 13-9 in a defensive battle over Miami of Ohio in the Cure Bowl. Did you see the amount of rain in that game? Was it just pouring? Just there, A player slid on the sidelines, and you couldn't even see his number or name on the back of his jersey <laughs> from all the paint that was on it. I mean, it, it was a monsoon. I mean, it, it 13-9. Well, um, and for all you Auburn fans, you know, New Mexico State did not fare very well. In the in in their own bowl. I mean, New Mexico State has they have a New Mexico bowl. They're in Albuquerque. They're in their own state, and they got hammered thirty-seven to ten by Fresno State Bulldogs. They weren't excited to be there. Didn't there you tell UCLA in the LA Bowl, and I'm not talking about Lower Alabama. I'm talking about Los Angeles. Uh, UCLA beat Boise State thirty-five twenty-two, and then uh, in the nightcap, Texas Tech. Put it all over California, thirty-four to fourteen in the Independence Bowl, which I think is in Shreveport, Shreveport Louisiana. Louisiana. And you know, uh, you know, California is obviously exiting the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. What was the Pac-12? On a sour note, I guess UCLA is doing okay right there. Uh, today, Western Kentucky uh, is getting. Well, the game's game's not quite over, but they're getting shelled by ODU, six and six ODU. West Kentucky has had a record of seven and five. And tomorrow is the Frisco Bowl as UTSA and uh, pretty darn good quarterback Frank Harris there, and and just a local legend in San Antonio. The Roadrunners, yes, got great take on take on six and six Marshall. UTSA is a twelve point favorite. Okay, now before we left for the break. Clayton, we were talking about Georgia, and we're talking a little bit about the Vols, and talking about this transfer portal deal. I hate it, by the way. And well, you know, it, it sooner or later it's going to ruin the game to for a everybody. person. To a person that doesn't really, I mean, to a person that uh, just a layman like me that just looks at it as as overall, I just look at it like chaos. Uh, do you do you understand it's what I'm free saying? Free agency yeah. is what it is. It's yeah. college free agency. So what's going on in Georgia? I mean, seventeen players since the SEC championship game, which was played, I think, on December the second, have entered the portal. They're leaving. Seventeen, 17 Georgia th- players have entered the transfer portal. That's almost an entire signing class. 
if you think about it, I mean, they're they're a couple away from it being. Why full. would they? Why would they leave Georgia? I mean, they're, they, they they I mean, surely not because they lost one game in the last thirty to Alabama. You know, Aaron Murray, the former quarterback, he 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 gave some comments on a radio station somewhere in the southeast, and uh, he thinks there's something going on there with the culture. I don't, I don't know what it could be. Let's be honest. Could Kirby be turning them off? Georgia didn't play anybody this year until they got to the SEC championship game. Okay, they they name another. I mean, yeah, they got tested by South Carolina. That had, that was uh, their own fault. They that, got tested by a lot of teams that they shouldn't have been tested by. They won by seven at Auburn. Yeah, exactly. and Auburn's terrible. So, by I, the way, Ashford, that um, the quarterback, the running quarterback for Auburn, has entered the transfer portal. I just think that you, we live in a society today where kids are not going to be patient, and if a team doesn't make the playoffs or doesn't win an SEC title, uh, they're they're going to go to the next highest bidder, and that's what it, it comes down to money. Somebody's offering them money; they're going to go somewhere else. And you know, Lewis, we were talking about during the break. Tennessee's had alone six defensive backs hit the portal. That doesn't include a couple other defensive players that you guys have. One I saw ended up at Ole Miss over the weekend, committed to them. But uh, does that give Iowa a chance in the cheese it uh No. Such no, as absolutely not. No? Absolutely not. I mean if- you got you got you've got plenty up front and you've you know, you could you could put me back there at defensive back and, but and it, Iowa's not gonna but score. It, but it brings the question, in my mind, in everybody's mind, and of course Clayton and I are Alabama fans. Big Lou, you're probably over on the Big Orange side, yeah, but it just questions maybe a little bit. If you're if you're starting at one of these uh, SEC schools, if you're if and you you started this past year and you got another year of eligibility and you're going to be starting again at Tennessee at Georgia. Then why in the hell are you leaving? What is causing what is causing these players to leave these universities? You're getting offered more money by a different school that's already been talking well, it, to you for the majority well, of the and, season. And, and I agree with that, but I also think that the way they play throughout the year affects how much money they're going to get the following year. So well, yeah. you know they they not made, with they, Nico. Nico got eight million dollars for four years. Uh, that's true. And, and why, hadn't played and, squat. Yeah, and I still can't figure that out. I don't know why. I mean, if he's as good as advertised, and why, I say why, the why, guy, why are you, you going to say the guy? I say the left tackle sitting, his le- starting left tackle sitting in the locker, getting dressed next to him every day, before and after practice in games or whatever, is not making a fraction, not getting paid a fraction of that eight million dollars. I mean, there's only so much money that can go around. No, you you know, know, but you know. The, the left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs isn't getting paid near as much as a fraction of what Patrick Mahomes is getting paid. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making an analogy that those two are similar, but it's the same kind of system. He's a five star. He was one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Every player of that caliber. Yes, I know that. He was same in high school. With, same thing with any other five-star quarterback would, in the top ten coming out. Would you out. not agree, though, Lewis, that Tennessee's defensive backs were a kind of a sore spot for the defense this year? Well, yeah. Okay. So, do <laughs> you think that maybe what they were getting paid this year, they didn't maybe live up to what, whoever was paying them or whatever business was paying them? They weren't living up to that standard, so therefore 
they knew they weren't going to get the same amount of money next year, and that's why they kind of hit the free agency market. I mean, or do or do these defensive backs from Tennessee realize, hey, these coaches are hitting the transfer, our coaches are hitting the transfer portal, looking for defensive backs. Yeah, I mean, there's a <laughs> guy. Mean, do you there, see what I'm there, saying? There, I know, so I'm so I'm out of here. There's, well, a, I'm, there, there's I'm, a guy from Connecticut they were trying to get a defensive back. I don't know if they got him or not, but. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, it could be competition being brought in. I think Georgia's situation and Tennessee's situation is a little different. I, I, again, everything's been running pretty – you know, if this was in 24, Georgia's in the playoffs. If we're going to be honest, if the four best teams were going to be in the playoffs, Georgia should have been in there too. Honestly. I agree. Uh, but th- th- I think they're two totally they different lost. situations. They're not, they the, they're not the SEC champions. No, they are playing Florida State and Orange Bowl. That's so, you know, correct. it's not, like you, it's not like you can put the runner-up in the SEC in there – and and leave the SEC champion Alabama out. So all you Georgia fans, you can get off and you can get off your stump on that. And by the way, if you guys want to call in and leave a voicemail, nine three one six two six three one three one. Nine three one six two six three one three one. Leave a voicemail. We listen to them. Oh yeah, we get feedback all the time, Drake. There, and it's there uh, you go. I mean it, we it, don't mind we don't mind discussing topics, but we're not we're not going to have on orange color. We're not going to be looking at it through orange colored glasses, or uh, you know, or crimson glasses. We just want to be honest as we can in the situation. Why are seventeen players leaving Georgia? Why? Why? If Six it, defensive backs. I mean, think about that. That's if, that's one position that they are getting hammered at. I mean, Six defensive backs. That's you, unreal. Could Kirby have gone to him and say, hey, you guys better get the hell up out of here and go find you another job somewhere because we're going to the transfer portal and we're going to find guys to take your place. See, I, I think it's a do you di- see, do, maybe I mean, with some of them, but the six defensive backs from Tennessee is what I don't understand. I, I mean, mean, if they like were you, starting you, at Tennessee, why would you why would you leave unless the coaching staff there has said, you all better get out of town while the getting is good because we're going to the transfer portal and we're going to find places to to replace you. But That's, I don't think it's worked out for them in the portal like they thought. I know they got Tennessee got the tight end from Notre Dame. They got the tight end from Notre Dame. They got uh, another wide receiver from, from somewhere, and they got uh, uh, the top ten safety that is from MTSU, Jacoby Thomas, who just – committed to there so so uh, they got a transfer portal player from mtsu that's going to tennessee correct so and you so know it's, was, it's not like you know and it's still relatively early you know i mean it's not like you know those six guys aren't going to be replaced it's not going to be complete freshmen back there um but for the bowl game it will be right yeah which which is a little know, bit I, scary but Nobody cares about a bowl game anyway. last anyway, week anymore. i was i was reading an article that i, I do but the players don't, which is sad, but it's the truth. Last week I was reading an article by a guy named Dave Hooker. Yeah. Off the hook. I believe they said I'm in Oxville. Mm-hmm. And he blatantly put it. He said, you know, nowadays if you want to go to a university and win a championship, especially in the SEC, you go to Georgia or Alabama. You go to Athens, Georgia, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. If you want to get paid, you go to Knoxville, Tennessee. Inspire group up there. And I and so, you know, and, and the deal is this. Can is it financially feasible for the Spire group, that collective group, the boosters? I mean, 
there's not just the football team and football players to contend with. You've got, I mean, look at the basketball players. They've gone around the world to Europe and everywhere else and brought in European players for Mr. Barnes and, uh, well, they obviously, I mean, Mr. Burns. They obviously haven't, they haven't spent any money on the women's team because I'm telling you, they, they are all over Kelly or, or Jolly Harper. Well, and so, and so, and also on top of that, not only do you have to pay, you look to boosters to pick up, that bill for your for your football players and basketball players and probably baseball players. But those same boosters are asked to upgrade facilities around the campus. And so my deal is this. You know, if you go to – Clayton, if you're a multimillionaire and, and an alumni of Tennessee, and I say, Clayton, man, we need, we need $1.5 million. And you're like, well, what do you need it for? Well, we've got this great quarterback coming – or great defensive lineman coming in up from Georgia – and Alabama's offering one million. We need to we need to bring that up to just over maybe one point two, and he, and then and then you say, well, you know, last month you all were going to upgrade the football facilities over at so and so, and you or wanna, last year I gave you, a million and a half for there you a go. Yeah, I mean, how 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 many times can you go back to the well before you just run out of water, Man, run out of money? That well, that's what's going to end up happening. I mean, these boosters aren't going to be able to continue this year in, year out. It's just not And then they're going to separate themselves. But it's not just Tennessee. No, and, and I get it's it. It's Alabama, too. The, 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 I, the, I get it. I, I'm not no, just no, no, saying no. it's Tennessee. I, I I'm just saying the whole NIL I college it. free agency scheme that, that we're going through is, you know, might be – I don't but, know, but with it might what, be detrimental but, to the whole, with, college, and, and whole with, college program. What were you saying? And what were you were saying uh, last Friday? To me, the only difference is is that that information at Tennessee is is more public. But I think it's insane to think that those players in the locker room at Alabama don't know what the, each other are getting paid. Oh, I, I I guarantee it. But I but I guarantee you this: if you're Nico. And you just hit the lottery, and you, you you go to the University of Tennessee, and and is going to get paid two million dollars a year. There ain't no way, there ain't no way you're going to keep your mouth shut about it. It's going to be hard for an eighteen year old. And but the thing about it is, the Spire Group should have made sure he kept his mouth shut about it. Yeah, and kept it under wraps because the rest of the locker room they ain't happy about it. Thus, people entering the entering the transfer portal. And I think that's happening at Georgia, too. And it very well could happen at Alabama, too. It could. There you go. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. And I am Drake, and I'm in the studio with Big Lou, Dr. K on the boards, and Clayton Claw Harris. And we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back and talk Monday Night Football, Predators. That's it. Show's over. We're done, Drake. Oh, is that it? We're that's done, it. buddy. Take the over tonight in Monday Night Football. Okay. All right. See you on Thursday. Sure will.